Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bikini Podcast. This is episode number 57. And today we have iFoodie Bikini Pro, Alexandra Banda. Alex, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, Troy. It is my pleasure to be on the show. So we're talking off air for a little bit and we're actually saying that you've had a little bit of time off. So what's been going on with you? And um, yeah, when are you getting back into training? I had um, uh, quite a serious surgery and just been having some time off due to doctor's advice. So about another six, six to eight weeks left and then I'll be back in training. What are your plans for season A next year? Will you be doing the Australian Pro Show? Yep, that's the plan. What did you think straight off about the Olympia results from this year? This is something that I actually didn't do a podcast about. Who did you have in the top three? Did you have, um, obviously, Janet didn't compete this year, and then Jen Dory winning. What did you think about the result? I do believe she looked amazing. Personally, it wasn't my pick. It was, for me, it was between possibly Laurelie and Ash K, both probably favorites in that lineup i know that we've discussed this before but you've you've always been a fan of ash k what what sort of stands out for her you know that you really like uh just overall like when you when you look at her like she does have like her backside wasn't as strong before but she, it's catching up slowly but from a side side like from a front pros it's very impressive i believe yeah the glute hamstring i think when I've, I remember when I first sort of got into bikini and started looking at different athletes, what I was really impressed with her was her glute development from the rear and her calves. I was like, nobody has those glutes and those calves. It was very impressive, you know, in the glute hamstring. And she's always in condition. Yeah. And the more she's trained, like her, like vacuums are getting better. Like she's really impressive on stage. Like yeah. Keeping it quite tight. Like recently, these past few shows she's done, like it's been quite impressive. Would you see her, obviously she was third this year, do you see her perhaps challenging for the title again or do you think it's always going to be like maybe Jen Dory or Laurel Lead in the top two? That's a tough one. I do think um, she she sees she's really close to it. Uh, all she needs to possibly improve maybe her stage presence, like her like posing, but yeah. she's very close. I agree. It's when, when those two aren't in the mix, she's like taking it out but when um jen and laura lee are in the mix she's definitely taking third yeah i i underestimated ash this year i thought you know because for me like I'm, I'm a big posing guy right and obviously we've discussed this quite a lot and for me she didn't have the posing but i think if she had let's say jen dory or laura lee type posing that's pretty in a, that's a very impressive physique because she's always in condition she's very rarely out of shape i think the Arnold, actually, she was probably a little bit soft for her, but that was like the first time in a while that I've actually seen her out of condition because she always, always brings it. So it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how she goes, you know, in the 2022 season. Out, outside of her, you know, or even out of outside the top three, do you have another athlete that you really like? Um, I was impressed with Maureen this year, definitely. She's she's a short athlete, but very, very proportional. Like, love her physique all, altogether. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her sass and her stage presence really yeah. stands out. For me, because she didn't compete last year, did she? I don't think. And then no. and then I think the year before might have been in the top 10. I think she might have been the eighth or ninth sort of spot. But I'm a big fan of posing. And then when she came out and sassed her, it's, um, it was actually really good to see her in the top four. If you could put your money on, you know, next year winning the Olympia, who would you go all in on? If Jana comes back, I believe maybe her, but um, do you reckon she will I, come back? I think she's retired. Yeah, she's all done now. Mm. Yeah, and she's I think reached, she's reached it. Like 
everything she's wanted, I believe. And then she left on a, like a positive note rather than get beaten and then go. Yeah. She was in the sport for a long time. And I mean, yeah, if you're finishing on top, it's a pretty cool achievement because I think out of everyone competing, probably her and Angelica, obviously Angelica's, you know, gone through pregnancy. Her and Angelica are probably the longest or Ash has been around for a while, but I don't think she's been around as long as maybe those two, but if not, those three would have to be, you know, the seasoned pros that have been around for a long time. Yeah, Ash K is never going to quit competing though. She's going to be around forever. If she just keeps looking younger. I don't know how she does it, but oh. um, do, you, do you believe Issa will be in top three next year? Issa? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, she has all the tools. She's got the best structure out of everyone. I think that, I don't know why, like I really liked her 2019 look when she won the Olympia, she looked amazing. I thought that package, the shoulder waist ratio, the tan, you know, I remember seeing the 2018 and 2019, the difference between her package in terms of her condition, her development, her posing, her presentation, everything was on point. You know, she changed so much from 2018 to 19, but then obviously from the 19 to the 2020, she got way too big and I probably lost that confidence, lost that condition. And then didn't make the necessary changes that she needed to make for the 2021 Olympia. So I feel like I, I feel like she doesn't have the eye of the tiger. She probably has the best structure out of everyone, but mindset wise, I think she's lost it because if I think if she was that much of a killer, she probably wouldn't, you know, she would have regained her title. Like there's, there's yeah, something no to me that this, this doesn't add up, whether it's her mindset or whether it's her coach or the combination, she might need a new coach, a new approach because you know, you go from winning the Olympia with probably one of the best physiques we've seen. I, I think that her 2019 bikini look personally is the best bikini look we've ever seen on stage. Yeah, and I agree with that. for her to not go back to that after, you know, after competing in two different Olympias is, is very odd. So I think it has to do with her mindset. Like she hasn't, for whatever reason, something's not working and the eye of the tiger isn't there. She isn't hungry like she used to be. Like worst case scenario, all that all realistically she needs to do is get back to that look. If she gets back to that look, who's going to beat her? And yeah. and now she's actually got bigger glutes, but the package isn't better. I feel like her upper body's deflated a little bit. She's downsized, and even her quads. There's a, just a it's a flatter package, but it's not a better package. It's a smaller, stringier look, which um, although with bigger glutes, this doesn't work for me. I feel like uh, it. She needs to go back to that 2019 look for, to get you know back in the mix. Yeah, definitely. You know, let's go, let's go into actually what we're going to talk about first. Let's talk about the um your 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 pro debut, the season A prep for for this year. So, a lot of people have been asking me like, were, you know, were you happy with the result? And obviously, with your physique, I like obviously we discussed this as well. I thought you were a standout on on the stage. Like, were you happy with your overall performance? Um, definitely, hands down, my best look to date. Arnold's 2021 I took the pro card I thought that was like amazing but definitely a step ahead was my pro debut I wanted to be pro worthy with the pro physique so represent Australia there was about nine of us competing and yeah I wanted to be the best on stage for sure with that look what changes did you think you need to make to take it to that next level and and be become undeniable definitely posing presentation is one and can probably work on a little bit more condition and yeah. for, for my next yeah sure yeah isn't it interesting you know i think a lot of people let's be real had you had you winning that show and you know you're still saying that you can improve your posing 
your presentation and condition. And you know what? I, I agree. As, as impressive as you were, I think, you know, we're very critical because we think that, you know, you're, you've got big ambition, going to go to Olympia. You're not just going to go there to compete. You're going to be there to be, you know, a, a true contender. And the way to, to get to that path and to be on that path is to be very critical of your performance and what needs to, you know, improve for next time. I would say that you were probably top three best poses on the day, top two, probably even, you know, you're very polished. Um, you're confident, you're always posing, you're always smiling, always getting the judge's attention, yet, you know, you're still here saying, hey, I can improve my posing. And that's something that a lot of amateur competitors that are listening to this can really take note of and say, all right, I can, as good as I am posing, I can always be better. There's always something to work on. And whether it's stage presence, whether it's looking at the judges, whether it's transitions, you know, cleaning up the, tra- uh, cleaning up the walk or whatever it might be, there's always a next level up. And, and same thing with your condition. You know, I think, um, you know, in the top four, you and Steph were the most conditioned athletes, but you're still saying, hey, I could have actually been tighter, which is actually really cool. So for the amateur competitors that are listening, there's always a level up and you can always do more and you can always improve your physique. With the, what are your pro show plans for 2022 apart from season uh, for, for the Australian pro show? Definitely plan to go overseas uh, regardless of the outcome. I do want to, do overseas shows and get one practice runs for the O. So definitely. Yeah. Make sure you out there rather than just do the Aussie show and wrap it up there. So yeah. Want to uh, stay in shape all year round and just keep pushing as much they as released, they released they released the calendar, but I'm not sure if they've released all the show dates. Have you checked out what shows you might look into? Uh they haven't done all of them, but definitely. something right after the like um right after the April show in Australia, like something around June, July. I guess you're if you're in shape, you're in shape and it's just easy to compete because you've got all the size that I think that you need and you've probably put on a bit of size and made some changes since season A, just a few changes in the right areas. So it's just a matter of getting in front of those, you know, the I suppose the American judges and being looked at and then competing and, and getting noticed. So um we've got some questions here actually I wanted to get through that have been submitted on Instagram. So one question here is, okay, this is a deep question. It's loaded. So the three biggest lessons learned through the journey over, over the years. So I, I guess maybe this is competing lessons. Number one, definitely don't compare yourself to others, even though you'll be compared on stage throughout the journey as you're changing, just keep pushing and improving. Like, of course, your mindset just on daily basis. That's number one, definitely. So don't compare yourself. Um, you can always improve. So no matter how good you think you are or you actually are, you still can get better. That's number two. And number three, there's always a big plan out there. Yeah, definitely. So if it's, okay. if it's not now, it's not like the end of the world. It, it definitely will happen because like you weren't shown um, a goal and the outcome if it wasn't meant for you. So it definitely is going to happen if you put your um, mind into it and work on it it'll definitely work out yeah I, I agree and you definitely do have that attitude where you're like okay this happened what can i do moving forward done next and then you're focusing on the next goal which is really cool um so someone wrote here um any advice on balancing relationships and competing slash prepping uh to be the best out there you definitely you will have to put everything you've got into like comp prep at the time and you do have to have someone that's super supportive and understand that it will take a lot of time so as long as they're either with you at the time or they understand that you'll be putting 
a lot of time and effort into your posing, into your meals, um, practice, training, everything like that. As long as they understand, that's amazing. But it does take all your dedication to do your prep. So as long as you have someone supportive, that's it's going to work. I, I agree with that. The, what about this one? So we've got number one backstage tip to stay in the zone and ready. So this is, you're the queen of staying in the zone. So what do you recommend for the ladies that are backstage that might be a bit nervous um, before going on? On the day, I stay quite calm and just, yeah, like do a lot of yeah deep breathing. That's number one, definitely. Don't look around and compare. If anything, like be friendly with others, but you don't have to be like taking a thousand photos. Take a couple of photos. Definitely you do want to have heaps to compare. But don't take photos every two seconds and just try and um like overwhelm yourself that like you're not looking good. You try, try and um, repeat your routine a couple of times and then rest up. Yeah, I've seen I've seen you in the zone, you know, in contests backstage. And one thing that I like about you is that I think you're I see you as relaxed and you're in your own head and you're just doing your own thing, but you're polite when you need to be. But at the end of the day, you, you're there to compete and you need to be there for you and what's in your best interest. Some people may be a little bit introverted, some people a little bit extroverted, and they like to talk to people. Some are just like putting their headphones on and just chilling backstage with their feet up. So I think it's a good thing just to do what's right for you and probably whatever's not going to overwhelm you is probably the right answer for sure. Um, all right. So moving on to the next one. So we got something you have learned from Troy that will stick with you forever. Intensity in training. That's for sure. I thought I was intense, but yeah, like the training program changed my entire life. What's Definitely. <laughs> and also, also your support um, with another person's like an athlete's mindset has helped me heaps to just, know that I can push and be the best I can be and be a better athlete. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I want to actually get to uh, appreciate that, by the way, I want to get to the training side of things. So, you know, for, for the ladies that are listening, you know, what, what could you sort of maybe, maybe go into a little bit more detail about, you know, the importance of training and what you think, you know, takes, you know, that just the average amateur af- athlete to a really good amateur or maybe amateur to pro. So what is the difference in the training? Do you think? Well, most people just, you know, do like three to four sets of 12, but not nothing not too intense, no sweating. You definitely want to be pushing your hardest. You want to be like feeling every single rep. Like my muscle connection is number one. I've noticed that help, helped me heaps like throughout your programs and everything like that. So I've used that a lot. So rather than picking up the heaviest weight there is, something a little bit less, but really focus on switching every other muscle off and just using the one you need me to train on that day. Yeah. Cause I mean, me, like, change it and grow it. Yeah. It's interesting as well. Cause you, you'll say that. And I know that you're really a big advocate on form and, you know, keep intention on the muscle, but I've also seen you use some pretty impressive weight. So you're still using pretty good weight for, yeah. for by most standard, but I know that you could probably lift a lot more, but you're being very cautious about keeping the you know the muscle under con- under control or the movement under control to put maximum tension on the muscle and is that something that you use for every body part definitely for legs if it's such as leg press like it will be a little bit more loaded and hip thrust as well but other than that like nothing to put extra pressure on other po- body parts but mainly like hamstrings and glutes things like that like so when i'm doing stiff like that it's, it's not insane weight like nothing 30 or 40 plus kilos on dumbbells. Yeah. So you're not overloading your core and your midsection. And that, that's something that actually, you know, we've spoken about this a lot. You know, I think since you've been competing or since we've been working together, it's been a while now, 
you know, your waist, I feel like is just getting smaller and smaller. And that's not just a conditioning thing. Cause obviously we've done a couple of shows together now, or more than a couple, you know, what do you think is responsible for your small waist that you've really created? Um, because I think it's not only do you have really good core control when you're on stage posing, but your waist is downsized. Yeah, I do believe that's been the off-season work with you as well. So not just working um, alongside during my season for like the comp, but also like being mindful in off-season, not doing any exercises that aren't on the program, things like that, like not freestyling things. So just following, if I want to be the best in the world, I need to do everything it takes to be the best. So with, um, so someone here wrote, you know, with posing, how often do you recommend to, to practice in the off-season? And also in contest prep? Every day for both. Like just um, with length, definitely during um, your like comp prep definitely has to be longer. So between 30 to an hour and then off season 15 plus. The longer, look, it's simple. The longer you do something, the better you're going to get at it. And obviously working with the, working with the good posing coach to ensure definitely. that you are, you know, that you are posing correctly as well and being very picky. So one thing that I think that maybe people don't know about you is that you're very, you, you are critical of yourself, but you don't put yourself down. You're always, you're not like, oh, my posing shit, or I don't have this body part. You're like, no, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to build this body part. Like obviously the last prep that we did in the off season, we really brought up your quads. That's something that really changed from, you know, you turning pro at the Arnold versus your pro debut. I felt like your quad development, you're out of sweep, everything come up and you really put a lot of time into that. So what do you think makes you, you? Like you're very unique in your intensity, your mindset. Like what created that? Really always wanting to be the best, like, but also inspiring along the way. So not putting anyone down, that's not there yet because we all like all are unique and everyone's good at something else. So if it's not competing that you want to be the best at, you can be the best at something else. But as long as you work towards that and get other people, like put um, other people up along the way, that'll, that'll definitely help. Yeah. So were you always competitive sort of in your, in your, in childhood and upbringing? So did volleyball in the past and like my goal was not just to be a player on the team. I wanted to be the captain of the team. So I did that as well. So anything I did, like I always wanted to be the best in the team or if it was like sprints did that in the past and like athletics always wanted to be number one. And so the competitive side of me like was already. Yeah. It was already there. So, okay. So this is the question I have, cause I know that like, some ladies will really want me to sort of press and and to find out like what is, what is the secret sauce like what is the Alexandra secret sauce because a lot of people really like the the first podcast that we did when you turn pro and they're like oh honestly probably like at least the amount of messages that I said oh, Alexandra is your favorite podcast when are you get Alex back on when are you get Alex back on so I'm gonna ask you these questions you know to make yeah. sure that they're happy as well but when you said you were competitive and you always wanted to you know, to, to win or, you, you know, you always wanted to be like, you said you were school captain, et cetera. I want to ask you, why does it matter for you to be to that top spot? Like, what does it, what sort of pushes you to get there? And, you know, is it, is it the personal challenge? Is it the glory at the end? Is it the journey? What's that driving factor? Like, what do you really enjoy about the process and, and winning? Definitely the, the daily, weekly changes that you see in yourself gives you more confidence. And I just enjoy the whole way through. So the two minutes that you do get the award and you get called out, like that's amazing. But just the whole journey along the way and like the sh- daily struggles you have to go through to get to that point 
and how much it like strengthens your mind is like the thing I love about it. Because if it wasn't like the hardest thing ever, I wouldn't be doing it. You know, what, what is the long-term goal for you? Where do you see yourself and what do you want to achieve out of this journey? 2022 ultimate. So 2022, O, ultimate goal, win the O. Alex is like straight up, this is what I want to do. At what point, you know, do you set yourself a goal? And I'm like, I mean, look, I remember when we first started, you're like, all right, cool. I'm an amateur competitor. You know, I want to compete and I want to do well. And then all of a sudden that I want to do well turns into, hey, I want to win the state show. And I want to win the state show turns into, you know what? I actually want to win my pro card. And the next thing you know, you're thinking about winning a pro show. And now, you know, you, you've got the next goal. So what inspires you to sort of level up each time? And how do you sort of ensure that you're keeping yourself accountable and your your work ethic is reflecting of and and is honest with those goals. So you got to obviously keep your goals honest, but how do you do that? Do you increase your workload? Are you more intense with what you're doing? Are you reviewing your performance? What do you do to take it to that next level? So definitely, of course, review the performance, but I just do believe we all like just normal human beings. Anyone can be anything they want to be as long as they do put in the work and are real with themselves. So not like saying one thing, because you'll definitely show in your body or your performance on stage if you're not like doing everything it takes to get there. Yeah. Has there ever been a point that, you know, maybe that you didn't put the work in and you've let yourself down? Did you have that moment at all? Yeah. Having walked away from sessions, even if they weren't the most intense, one thing for me is like, I love training more than anything in the world. So that to me, like the, the harder it is, the better. Yeah. So unless I'm feeling pain in that muscle or things like that, or is not a struggle. I do, don't believe it has been a good session. Yeah. So let's say if you haven't had a good session, so that one software, you're like, wow, how do you overcome that to make sure that you're build, building momentum for the next session and then moving forward? So how do you uh, overcome that mental challenge of, wow, I had a shit session or you've had a challenging week or whatever it might be? Like what's the processes that you maybe tell yourself to get yourself back on, on track with everything? So I definitely ground myself and listen to a couple of things because I do believe like it's all within you. If you if you want to like achieve something, you just got to look within you and see what's stopping you from like going next level the next day. Because yeah. we, we all do, do go through struggles on the daily. So, you know. For you, it's just like, all right, it happened today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. I'm just going to get back after definitely. it. Definitely. Okay, cool. With, I do um, believe. The, um, my physique for the Queensland show, even though it did take it out, um, could have been better. That's why I pushed so much harder for the pro show. I, I knew I had it in me, but that's definitely not the best like I was or ever will be. And then I just wanted to be the best I can be. So three weeks, that change was just incredible. Just looking at those photos every time I go through the run, I'm just like, I cannot believe that that's the same person. Yeah, The Queensland show and the, the pro win. Oh, well, the, oh, the Arnold win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's winning it where you won the pro card. Was there a mindset shift in those three weeks or is this like, no, I've got to do everything it takes. Cause I remember actually, you know, we we have discussed this. I think we discussed it on the air last time, but I remember when you did win that you went, you didn't, most people, when they win, they have a cheat meal. You, you won the overall in Queensland bef- before, obviously uh, as an amateur. And then you're like, you know what? I don't want a cheat meal. Job's not done. And then three, three weeks um, you, you kept dieting all the way. And then obviously you know, you won your pro card. So when everyone else was, I suppose, normalizing cheat meals and oh, it's okay to have this, you know, what was it inside you that decided to say no? I just wanted to be that one or two steps ahead of everyone else. Definitely. 
Is that the um, way that that would take me? Is that the way that you think um, normally? Like with yeah, any with anything yeah, that definitely. you do? Definitely, and I just do feel like my mind was so sharp, and I just didn't want that to take away from where I was and how focused I was, because I knew the the food will always be there, but like my goal is like three weeks away. So that needs to be done first and then we can celebrate. I suppose that's probably a really good mindset to go into when you are doing these pro shows that are going to be overseas. You know, you have, you have a show, you get in a certain condition. Okay. You might have a show the following week. So you probably got, you know, you, I suppose you would recommend um, for other competitors to just get straight back on diet and not to have that cheat meal. Definitely. If you do want to win or even place in general, and you have like comms a week apart, I wouldn't recommend the cheat meal personally. Yeah. And this is something that I do as well. Unless probably the the only exception to that is if someone's peeled to the bone and they might be a little bit, if they're a bit flat and they're all maybe got a fast metabolism, but that's a very, very rare case. Like how often do you see someone coming with perfect condition that's just flawless, you know, that can have a cheat meal. It doesn't happen very often. There's some rare athletes, but definitely, definitely very rare. So this is an interesting question. Um, what is some of your most memorable, so most memorable moments leading into becoming a pro? Is there anything that stands out for you? Leading into becoming a pro? Yeah. Definitely challenges along the way, some hurdles and just in, like enjoying the process. Like everyone was supportive along the way. I found the best coach, never been pushed as much in the past. So I just, yeah was enjoying the process all along. I loved it. Yeah. What, what Like when others so, sort of say, like maybe on social media land that, you know, they're struggling and, you know, they're really tired and exhausted. You're probably the opposite. You're, I feel like whenever we have a chat, um, you're just like, I'm, I'm going to crush this session. I'm going to go in and I'm going to murder this cardio. You know, I'm about to do posing and then I'm going to do, you know, some planks and prone holds and I'm going to go back for posing later. Like, you've got this, like you're like an energizer bunny where you just don't stop. So when you're feeling tired and exhausted, what keeps you going? But some competitors that are probably listening to this, not understanding like, well, Alex enjoys the process. You actually, I, I genuinely believe you do. You're like a female David Goggins, you know, when you're in the zone, yeah. you're in the zone and you'll challenge yourself and do crazy shit. So when did that process start for you? And how do you keep that sort of intensity up throughout prep and just even in the off season? As, as the days go on, the more changes you see, the more you know you can push and like see even more changes. So as soon as I see the slightest change in my like physique and just confidence and you like changing up the program and we're like bringing it in, becoming tighter, I just know I can push so much more. It gives me more confidence and I love that. <laughs> you just gain momentum. As soon as you start seeing a little bit of result, you're like, okay, give me more. I want to keep going. Definitely. Um, so someone right here, what are some of your motivators during an off season? So obviously, you know, the ladies that are competing, um, you know, some people can switch it on in contest prep and be motivated and kill it in a contest prep. But I know that others probably might struggle in the off season. They might have some social functions and maybe they haven't got clear set goals. So what do you say to these ladies that might be struggling during the off season and, you know, what motivates you during the off season perhaps? So just staying on track and always like if you're looking ahead, so I always stay like kind of up to date who's competing overseas because that's so all the pros for myself and that's pretty much my goal. So if I do want to get there one day and if I want to get there someday soon, then not like 
over enjoying myself on weekends or like functions because yes I'm enjoying myself with family and friends but at the end of the day we have different goals so like you sometimes got to draw the line like where the enjoyment stops at the end of the day it's not all about food you can still I do remember two Christmases I went like two last Christmases with family I brought all my meals and still enjoy the day just as much so it doesn't always have to be about food it can be about laughter and just you know love and spending time with your loved ones definitely that's really cool. I, I think that some people probably associate food with having a good time, but you can have a good time without food. It's, it's just enjoying company and making the most of those social, social interactions and being present in the moment. Definitely. So next question here that I have is, okay, so how was your muscle so developed and dense laughing out loud? I. <laughs> uh, uh- having literally no chill altogether training everything for one to two hours plus yeah just you- thinking that like i'm a bikini because i never really before honestly before getting on the team i never really understood the bikini category i wasn't sure what was required to be on top so i just thought like as much muscle as possible and then i just realized that it, it is a bit too big so we we're pretty much downsizing the whole way through like being on the team yeah it's making refinements in the right area i mean you had like, like, I suppose like people are like, oh, what do you mean by that? Like, and maybe we can talk about that as well. So um, when you first originally competed, um, you know, uh, for the, even the Queensland show, or even when you turned pro originally, your shoulders and back were heavily developed. I would say probably even more so your back. Your back's like, looks like Ronnie Coleman if you hit a back double bicep. You know, you're so yeah. well developed. So you had that thickness and density that not a lot of girls have. So um, for people that maybe didn't listen to the first podcast, how did you develop that density? Um, and then also, how do you mentally switch off from, oh, I can't, I'm not allowed, because obviously we discussed this, I, we weren't allowed to train back. I said, no more back training. And that's probably so fun to train because it's such a really good body part on you where it just pops and you'd get a massive pump. So how do you mentally, you know, not train something that you probably enjoy? And how did you build that muscle in the first place? So build, building was altogether just, so I've really enjoyed training back in the past. So I would like definitely be doing that twice a week because it was such an enjoyable muscle and would cover about five to six exercises, lots of repetition, drop sets, um, supersets, things like that. So, and <laughs> yeah, quite you, a bit of weight. yeah, you, ex- you exploded that. And how did you, you know, go from, you know, really enjoying that? Like, I think most people probably really enjoy training back and especially if you're having a back day exclusively obviously we don't train like that anymore but yeah how did you mentally switch off from maybe having your one of your most favorite days in in, in the week if you've trained back twice a week right that's something that you're really enjoying yeah, and you're taking away that enjoyment of training back because you want to be a better bikini competitor how did you mentally cope with that so i put all the love i have for back and i started enjoying shoulders just as much I put it all the way in and just said like no matter how you feel about that just think about your shoulders and I and you know like I did trust the process so like you understand bikini a lot and for me to get to where I want to be I trusted that it will bring my back down that downsize that and I'll be more competitive and that's what I want to be so in order for me to be yeah the best I can't train back so if it takes that I'm more than happy to yeah I know I want to ask you a personal question with um you know with your training or your physique you know, let's say, because obviously you want to be an Olympian. That's the, that's the next step really. And to, to get that qualification, you know, because you mentioned that you want to improve your conditioning. You mentioned that you want to improve your posing. 
What about your physique? So obviously now, you know, you're a student of the game, you're a professional bikini competitor, you know, you're a very high level bikini competitor. I think most would argue that you're the best in the country um, based off the last pro show that we've seen in terms of the physiques. Muscle development wise, you know, do you think that you need to improve on anything, not just to win the Australian pro show, but to do well overseas and to really shock the Americans? Is there something that you think that you need to improve on muscle wise? I would say upper and outer glute possibly just a little more just a little more from looking from yeah like i analyzed probably the pro show photo like over a thousand times now and just seeing because yes i'd say yeah they're great glutes whatever but like they're not the best so i can make them the best (laughs) that's an authentic laugh people alex has got the biggest glutes in the universe but there's, but this is the this is what I obviously wanted to bring Alex on um, because this is an insight to Alex's mindset and the reason why she's in this position and the reason why um, you know she's putting herself in in a very good position to do well in, the, in this next pro show because as impressive as Alex is she's always wanting to be more there's always something that she's looking at and there's always something that she's got that you, you obviously got your attention on so right now you know since that. Um, since the Australian Pro Show, you're thinking, all right, I want more outer glutes. And you've probably been, well, I know that you have been, been belting the shit out of them, really focusing on that, creating that burning desire and really wanting to get that, you know, Olympia qualification. That's really set, this, I suppose, the standard for your off-season attacking that area. So we're probably going to see those changes when you do step on stage. Definitely. Outside of you, let's talk about some other Australian bikini competitors, maybe even the amateurs and the professionals. So, um, do you have a favorite, you know, f- uh, Australian bikini pro physique that you really like? I know that we talked ages ago, we're talking about like, um, Cara Saunders, when you first were coming up, you really sort of gained inspiration from her. Um, is there any other physiques that you do like that are competing currently, um, out of, out of any of the girls? Well, I do, I do think Sinead is amazing. That's, that's another physique that's very impressive out there. Yeah. Definitely off season condition. On stage condition is just insane or, or overall, definitely. Yeah, I, I think yeah, Nay's Nay's very impressive. And and being a taller competitor as well, she's got a lot of size, got very good condition. And I, I mean, you've obviously you know, we were talking about off air, you've stayed in really good condition as well. You're only four kilos over stage weight. So probably yes. taking um a note out of Nay's book because she's always hanging yeah. around, you know, in, in good condition. And it's a smart thing to do because you are a professional now, you are on that next level, and to be competitive. If you, for example, wanted to, you know, apart from um, having surgery recently, apart, from, you know, apart from that, you could easily just go, you know, I want to, you know, do this show and do an eight-week prep, and you could easily do a show versus, you know, really bringing your weight up, needing to do a twenty-week prep because you know the shape isn't there and in terms of condition, so you can easily jump in a show, and it, it shows that you're a true professional now. With ladies that are overseas, obviously, Nade's very impressive. Um, is there any up, up and comers now, um, maybe that weren't in the top five at the Olympia, bikini competitors that you know you like their physique or you like certain elements of of what they do, if it's posing or just even their attitude when it comes to training? Just trying to think of a name. I do follow on Instagram. She just beat Ashley at one of the shows. She's like a smaller competitor. Uh, Evie, 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 Eviana, Eviana, I think. I'm having, yeah. yeah, I'm having Ivana, a brain fart. Maybe something like that. But yeah, she's she's a, a shorter, looks similar to Maureen. And yeah, she just took um, one of the pro show wins over Ashley. And yeah, I love her physique. She's smaller. 
I'll send I'll send it to you through Instagram so you can see. Send it through to me now, and I'll I'll, I'll take a look at it. We'll have a look. How about you? Do you have anyone that um you can think of? In terms of, and not not in Australia. Yeah, not in Australia. Hmm. I mean, I'm always a fan. Of, I, I think Maureen's got a lot of potential, you know? Maureen, yeah. I think that, you know, I was really happy to see her in the top four. I think that her physique can, you know, really go to the next level. Um, she puts on, I think she m- might lose a bit of size in her prep. I think if she keeps fuller and diets down, she's got the, the sass, the presentation, she's got it all. all right, here we go. Look at Do her waist. she'll be able to take Miss Olympia before Laura Lee or Evie. Laura Lee will take it before her? Ooh, that's a good question. Jeez, she's Evie's waist is insane. Yeah, she just took the pro win um, over Ashley, and I like personally, I love them both. But that was a tough, um, tough one, first and second. Wow. Yeah, her um, her conditioning is obviously there. Crazy, very, very crazy small waist. <laughs> I just played a video by mistake. Yeah, shoulder to waist ratios there. I mean, pretty well balanced overall. I definitely do like her look. Do you think she could be Miss Olympia? I do believe she was at the Olympia this year, but didn't come top 10. So I can see where she needs to improve. So if you look at her front pose, yes, her, her, her hamstring is a little bit more too developed for her glute. So she needs more glute development to balance out her legs. Like her quads are a good size from the front, but it's the hamstring quad size is too much for her glute development in that front pose. So it takes away from her upper body. Her upper body is perfect, the shoulder waist ratio, but just doesn't have enough glute size because of her hamstring sweep. So if she got rid of that hamstring sweep, the glutes would look bigger. Um, yes. So we're saying all this stuff, people are probably listening. You know, it, when it comes to being an amateur, like you do need to put on as much size as possible. I think a lot of amateurs don't need to not listen to what I'm, don't listen to what I'm saying and don't train your hamstrings. This is for Evie's physique because, you know, she's, needing to make these changes to take it to a next level. Like it's small, minor changes. When you're wanting to get a pro card, develop your physique that you need to develop to get that, uh, that pro, um, pro card win. But then when you do, when you are competing at a pro level, you have to pay attention to s- these finer details. But yeah, the more I'm looking at her physique, the more I see flaws now. It's that front pose. And even um, she probably needs a bit more, ironically, we're talking about back development. She needs a bit more back development in that width in the, in the rear pose. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think more glutes, more back, downsize the legs a bit because they're a bit thick. And I think she's also got thicker knees as well. If you look at her real, she'd actually, yeah, she needs to definitely downsize a little bit in, in certain areas because that's what they're rewarding. Like her adductors are a little bit too thick from the real. Okay. Yeah, I see. Um, you don't have that problem because you're taller and we backed off. Do you remember there was a point we also stopped training backed hamstrings? Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's something that we didn't discuss as well. I suppose the difference was when you, um, you know, when you're an amateur, we we were really belting the hamstrings because we needed to balance the the back and the glute hamstrings. Your glutes were always good and they kept growing, but the hamstrings weren't there. And then once the hamstrings were there, I remember that point. I was like, Alex, I think your hamstrings are like perfect now. We can back off, and we backed off the hamstring work because you had enough development for bikini, um, and that's where. I think a lot of coaches don't understand, not a lot of competitors don't understand the exact look that's needed for bikini. And it's something that takes a long time to study and to learn. And Definitely. that's why I think your physique is so very well balanced because we're so picky with it. And 
even having this conversation with you now, like people are going to understand how picky you are with your body and the improvements that you want to make. And you're not putting yourself down. It's all about being a better, being the best athlete possible. But going back to Evie here, yeah, I'm actually, I'm definitely a fan of her. I'm honestly picking her apart. People are going to search for her and go, yeah. I can't believe you're saying this stuff, Troy. But I actually really do like her, her physique and she looks quite pretty as well. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I think that if she does keep working, she could be Miss Bikilian Olympia. She could get there. With you know what it is, it's it's about it's all about mindset. Because like sometimes I was like, oh, it's you know, obviously you need the right coach, right? But the coach and the direction that you're in is is not going to be as important as your own individual mindset. If you truly believe that you're you know, you know that you can go really far and you want to be a killer then the coach or the right coach will definitely support you, but you need to believe in your vision and yourself first. I think that's where it starts. Like you, you need it. Obviously you need a combination of everything, but believing in yourself is everything. Just like Issa, like Issa's got all the tools. She's obviously got an experienced coach. Like what's missing? She's, she could be Miss Olympia. She has been a Miss Olympia. It's her mindset. That's, that's the thing. So if this girl believes in herself and really looks at, you know, her physique and analyzes what she needs to change, I mean, she has the whole package where she could potentially go really far, but we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. And yeah, I'm looking at her Olympia photos. I'm not sure what she placed actually. We'll have to look at the um. I'll have to look at the results. But actually, I, I don't mind that um bikini on her. But the the recent win, the red bikini, looks really good. Way better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another level. Even um, not just the color, but also the style of the bikini. Yeah, sure. I wonder who made that actually. Definitely a lot goes into like like winning. So it's not just the physique, it's the peony, stage presence, hair, makeup on the day, the whole, well, the whole lot. That's another thing. Hey, whoever did your hair and who did your hair and makeup for um so I had Tegan Woodford from the Queensland show all the way to my pro show do everything. Oh, she did the pro show as well. Yeah. And your and and your hair? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she did a great job team yeah like amazing like, amazing so since then that's that's who who i trust since then definitely yeah i, I definitely like the pro look i thought the combination you had um was really good what what goes into you know for the ladies that are listening that maybe don't have the experience and they're not sure about bikini colors right obviously you, you work with fit angel yes fit yeah. angel seven years now yeah, it's just a long time. And I actually really like Fit Angel's bikinis. So shout out to Fit, Fit Angel. Uh, she also made the custom Team Destroy bikinis as well. What a legend. Yes, and they're amazing. With with um, you know, color selection, what goes into color selection? And you know, what could you recommend for the you know competitors that are maybe going to do season A and they haven't gone through color selection or maybe picking a bikini company that they'd like to work with, like is there, do you think blonde should go with a certain color? Do you think brunette should have a certain color? Like, how do you go about that? And what would you recommend? I do believe so. Yeah, definitely. So what you feel comfortable with for sure, but there should be like at least two to three colors you can pick from. So I do believe for blonde, either red or blue really looks nice. So those two colors are amazing. And then, or purple, and then with dark hair, like also purple and reddish suit. I don't believe the green is the best color choice. I'm not really a fan because it reminds me of Christmas too much. <laughs> uh, there can be a green. I you guess. know, you know what's funny? I, I have the same thing with shoes. Yeah, I'll look mm. at like, like for example, like some cool shoes. Like, I don't know, like so maybe some black Jordans. You look at them on the shelf. And like I bought a pair, right? And I'm like, these look so cool. 
And then um, I tried them on in the store, whatever it was. I'm like, yeah, these look good. I looked in the mirror, put them. Um, this is when I was in Vegas, actually. I bought these. Anyway, when I got home, I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear my Jordans because they're so cool, right? They're like super expensive. I put them on. I look, look down at my feet and I start walking. And I'm like, fuck, I think I'm wearing fucking school shoes. Like, I feel like I'm wearing school shoes because they're black. And any, yeah. any shoes that are black, I cannot wear because straight away I'm like, fuck, I'm just... I can't get over this. I think I'm wearing fucking school shoes. So I totally, totally get that vibe, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I do believe like at least two to three colors, but you do see at Olympia, the top lineup is pretty much purples and blues and red. That's it. You got to go with what the winners are doing. Hey, like straight up. I mean, Angelica's the queen of purple. She's been doing that for a while. I mean, yeah, you look at the top three, that's what's what they're wearing. Blue, purple. Beca- oh. uh, well, we had two blues, I believe when we got purple generally in the mix as well but obviously ash k was red this year yeah 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 i actually prefer maureen she has yeah maureen was as well ash k's done green in the past and the red was better so you're you are right yeah red you know you are right the green yeah the the green i mean it's you know what it is it's not bad it's just not wow Mm. that's probably what it is it's like when you see green you're like oh yeah that looks like Evie just then, she's wearing that blue. I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks nice. And then I saw the red. I'm like, the red absolutely destroys it. The red, like, looks so much better on her. So there's, like, maybe if you're for the ladies that are thinking, oh, you know, I might get green. Green probably looks good, but it's not, wow, you just punched me in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's, not, it's not a knockout. Whoa, look at that when you walk out on stage. Um, but I, I, I think, who you know, who's had a really um, – Good bikini. I remember um, one of the best bikinis I've ever seen was pre pre Escobar. She had a purple bikini. Oh and yes. Did you that see that one? Nice yeah, I did. That was one of the best ones I've ever seen in person. I was so impressed with that. And then Fit Angel made that too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was that, it at a at a stage show. Yeah, Queensland. Yeah, it was at the Queensland show. Yeah. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I remember I saw that backstage and I thought, oh wow, and then I saw her on stage and I thought, whoa. Like that was perfect selection. There's, mm. there's nice shades of purple, blues, and reds that you can go and like they'll all stand out so nice on stage. What do you think about blacks? If you just like straight up when it like straight up like a G just go all black. Black's nice though. I've I've considered definitely. So just as long as yeah, there's plenty of gemstones and you can always change the colors like so it just shines like more when you're walking. Yeah. So you can throw some different. I mean, you could have a different, you could have a red base, but have like black covering it for, for sure. example really something different you can mix it up a bit but this is something that like i suppose I, I strongly recommend ladies organize this early and this is something that probably is often overlooked what do you also, think uh, one yep. thing i do like no so a lot of people like won't select the color because another competitor's already selected or they heard it at the end of the day you just got to flaunt that color you chose and just remember, like, they're going to be looking at you and don't worry about anyone else that's next to you on stage. So just wear it like you're the only one wearing it on stage because, yes, there will be other people wearing either blues, reds, um, purples, but at the end of the day, just believe you're the best one that's wearing on the day. So When you're about to walk on stage, is there something that you tell yourself to keep you composed or is there something that, you know, you do in terms of actions to make sure that, you've, that you're remembering everything that you've practiced with your posing and... I suppose to stay focused. Definitely like um, a couple of like calming breaths to stay 
stay present and calm because it's very overwhelming walking in front of that crowd. So everyone's cheering. All you can see pretty much is the first line of judges. So you do got to stay calm and remember what you've been practicing all along for your 16, 20 week prep and just repeat that. Yeah. Oh, this is what I wanted to get to as well. We were talking about, you know, your favorite um, pros, both um, like now, like Australian pros that you like, you mentioned Nay, and then obviously the ladies overseas, the internationals. What do you think about amateurs um, in, in the country? Is there any amateurs that you see coming up that you, that you think that you're, or that you personally like, or perhaps someone that could potentially win a pro card, um, maybe in season A or even season B in, you know, in 2022? There's heaps of people that look, not heaps, but like a big handful of people that are up and coming. Some haven't done a show yet and are very, very impressive. Some have been close to winning and will probably win nice and soon. So I do have possibly three ladies physiques that I'm impressed with, although there's way many more, but right on the spot right now, um, Taylor, Taya, and Zara. You like Zara as well. Are you, you're, you're uh, PT, are you PTing Zara? Uh, was for a very long time. She's just um, gone to Melbourne for holiday and she'll be back after yeah. a while. So we'll be kicking it right off in the new year. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, so for anyone listening, She's even more impressive in person, hey? She, her physique has changed so much since being on the team. So what do you, because I, I think probably not a lot of people would have expected you to say that. Like um, Zara's a junior. She's obviously from Queensland. What do you think throws her in that mix where you're like, wow, this, this woman's going to go places? Like what do you like about her physique? Small waist, glutes, proportion, and just like, yeah, short waist ratio is like impressive. And yeah. she's so young still. What do you think crazy. about what do you think about her? Yeah, hasn't done an IFB show yet. I know that's crazy. And you're already calling it. Do you, what do you think about her mindset? Yeah, strong. She's there. She definitely wants it. You can see it. Well, I mean, she's done a really good job creating her business online. You can see that, you know, she's obviously got she's an online coach now. She's got coaches working underneath her and she's building up a team. So clearly she's got really good discipline. She's got a good sense of, I want more, I can do more. And if she commits to, you know, being the best bikini athlete she can be, the sky's the limit for her. Cause I think she's got the structure. I actually think I said to you privately um, that I believe that Zara's like a mini you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that. I was just like looking at her proportions. I'm looking at the small waist, the shoulders. And although even her- the glute roundness, it's just crazy. It's like, she doesn't have your glute density yet, but the roundness is, is there and it's just popping, especially when she does a side booty pop, you can see just the outer glute fullness that we're talking about. Her shelf is, yeah. is, is really nice, especially as a young competitor too. She's also doing season B. So we'll see what happens for season B. So if, we, if you could lock in one competitor only for the pro card for oh. season A and one for season B, who, what would you do? Well, let's just talk oh, season A. Just depends who shows up on the day. Cause like there might be like, you know, doing the like prep, but you, you just don't know who's going to make it. I do believe Taya looks amazing and she was so close to it. So I believe yeah. she's next up. Other than that, there's one person. I don't know if she's competing. Um, Shell, is she doing season A? No, no Shell's not doing season A. So yeah. Shell actually just had um, surgery. She had her boobs redone. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I can't remember how long it's been, but just recently. So she's still recovering, not training yet. But yeah, uh, Shell will be doing season B. I know we talked about Shell for Oh, impressive. And like, you know, she's a blonde bombshell. So you can't like not look at her on stage. So, you know, 
Yeah, I I think um yeah, season B for Shell more yeah. than likely because her, her structure is very 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 impressive. Small waste. Wow. She's undercover operation, so I'm going to I'm going to tell her about that so to keep her her motivated as soon as she gets some um, as soon as she's ready to train, she'll get back after it and we'll be ready to tackle tackle season B. That will be interesting to see how it goes. Last question, Troy. Like you threw it on me, but do you have anyone um <laughs> for the pro card? I know I know you're going to name someone on the team if you want to name someone, but yeah, well, I can't. I can't name someone. In my mind, I know who's going to win. I'll tell yeah. you off. Air. I'll tell you off air. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. I'll tell you off air because I, <laughs> I can't be. Good. I can't be. I can't be seen playing favorites. I think that there is a few ladies that definitely have a potential to win. There is one person in particular that I've seen who has shown me a lot more than others, and I think her mindset will take her to that win. Does that make yeah, sense? I didn't know who you're talking about. So, even that. Yeah. So I think that's what it comes down to. There's there's levels to this game. And when you're on a team that's got a lot of really good athletes, everyone's competitive. Everyone wants to do well. Everyone has really good genetics. Everyone's got the same coach. So what's going to be the difference maker, the mentality? You know, that's exactly what we're talking about before with Issa, exactly what I was talking about with you. That's what's going to, you know, really help push. And I'm I'm going to push all these girls to the best of my ability. You know, I want everyone to do well, and I think that they can. But at the end of the day, it's up to the individual to take it to that next level because they all have the same coach. So what's so left? Troy, tell me, um, what's your? I'm asking all the questions now, but what's your 2022 goal for either the team or just in general? Like, well, there's, there's a. <laughs> I'm getting interviewed now, so there's a few things that I want to do. Um, let's let's talk about bikini, like the like competitive bikini. So. The definite goal is to win. I want to win multiple pro cards in in different continents. So, I've actually got. Have you seen um, Laura from Lithuania? I actually uploaded her uh, yesterday. Um, she's really, really shredded. Crazy shoulder waist ratio. Yes. 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 Um, like she's competing this weekend in Lithuania. So I definitely think Incredible. she's going to be in the mix. And if she doesn't win this weekend, it's just a matter of time. She'll get one within the next twelve months if she doesn't yeah. win this weekend. You know. So. Um, conditioning's there, the shoulder waist ratio is there, the glutes are there, posing's there. Um, she's posed by Renee as well. Yeah. So she's definitely improved. Renee's, yeah. The goat of posing, <laughs> definitely. 100%. And then, I mean, my goal is to have multiple competitors win pro cards in different countries, not just doing it in Australia. One, one in New Zealand already this year. Going to go for another one. That. that was awesome. Yeah, Libby. She's, she's a freak. She's like another glute monster. True. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> another glute, another glute monster with a very, very small waist, and that's the key to the city, you know. That and that's what I want to do. My goal is to create as many glute monsters as possible with crazy small waists, win pro cards, you know, in many different countries, and turn as many people pro as possible, and just turn these ladies into machines. Like I honestly would like the blueprint of let's say what you've achieved and not just what you've achieved turning pro, but your, what you've achieved in terms of your mentality. I want to, my goal is to replicate that with as many people as possible and take these girls to that next level and then have a team of killers that wouldn't wound pro shows and have all these ladies at the Olympia. Like yeah. I, I want to have multiple top 10 Olympians in the next two years, not just, oh, I'm going to have, I'm going to rely on Alex as the golden girl to get to the Olympia, which you will, but that's not good enough for me. I want to have multiple girls that are competing at a high level and that truly believe that they can take it far. Like 
And that comes with one, having the right athlete with the right attitude um, that's also coachable, but also for me, upskilling my, my knowledge and wanting to, you know, studying more, wanting to be more and pushing myself to be the best coach that I can be, which I'm working on right now. Um, that would be the goal for, you know, multiple Olympians, but definitely obviously continue winning pro cards in Australia, but that's kind of like, it's cool, but it's not as cool as winning them overseas and going to the Olympia. That's, that's the main focus. So, you know, when I first started coaching, I was like, oh, I want to win pro cards. You know, that was like the first thing, like, oh, I want to win an overall, actually, sorry. I want to win an overall bikini title in a state show. Then it was like, I want to win a national title. I want to win an overseas Arnold or whatever it was. And then it's like, oh, I want to win pro cards. I want to have multiple pro cards. And then after that, it's like, okay, now it's like, got to win a pro show, got to win multiple pro shows, got to have those ladies to the Olympia. So for me, just like you, where you stayed, started at your state show, you know, winning that, you know, going to the next level, winning the Arnold, and then, you know, you're progressing with your goals. And that's what I want to do. I'd like to just to really kill shit and to have killers on the team, but have genuine, you know, genuine bikini competitors that, have upskilled their mindset, have taken themselves to the next level. And I'm supporting that and creating, you know, making sure that Australian bikini is on the map of like, oh fuck, it's the Australians. You know, like right now at the Olympia, people are like Australia, what? Like what? Like, what do you mean? That they even here? Like, I don't want that to happen. The goal for me is to be like, oh fuck, it's these Australian bikini girls again. I've got to compete against these fuckers. You know, that's that's the result that I want to get out of ladies backstage obviously like people are going to be friendly but in terms of competitive nature i want you know the canadians and the americans to say oh fuck australians are here i would compete against these bitches Mm. because they're on that level so for me that's bringing australian bikini on the map and having a bunch of uh, australian bikini gangsters but also working with some overseas bikini gangsters as well because that's also fun and it's interesting like like for example this weekend with um i've got two ladies competing one's in canada her name is Amber. She's doing, um, well, Saturday night or Sunday morning, technically. And then Laura's Lithuanian uh, competitor. She's said uh, Sunday night, um, Monday morning. I stay up all night picking them. I don't sleep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I'm committed to getting the job done. And I do that for any competitor, regardless of the level they're at. Because it's about setting the standard for me and being the best that I can be. And like if I, for example, just be a little bitch and, and even even like just go, oh, you know, I'll just sort of sleep and go go to sleep instead of watching them and get photos after every meal. That's not giving my best performance. So you want to do elite shit, you've got to be consistent at all times. So for me, it's gone to that next level. But there's some other business things that, I, that I'm planning on doing as well, but I won't get into it. But does that answer your question? I, think yeah, I just start ranting. Yeah. Don't even get me started, yeah. Alex. <laughs> that, no, that was amazing. I just want to know, but yeah. Don't even get me started. <laughs> These are the goals I was like looking at, actually hearing, and I knew that yeah, had a feeling that they were the ones you yeah you aiming at. So just pro card wins are not enough. Definitely more. Always want more. It's it's cool. That was that used to be the gold standard, but it's I, I do I'm very proud of ladies that like when Libby won a pro card recently um, for everyone Libby from New Zealand. That was cool. I was really happy for that because I've never won a pro card there, and now I've actually got um, another competitor, Jamie. Her name is. And she'll be competing yeah. um, in the next pro qualifier um, coming up shortly. And I'd like for her to get a pro card, which would be awesome over there. But then as, as impressive as that is and as challenging it is to get a pro card, especially 
in Australia and New Zealand because there's only so many available. It's not like you can compete overseas, you know, in the States where they've got multiple pro cards, you know, almost every weekend. We don't have that in Australia and New Zealand. So getting a pro card in Australia and New Zealand, you know, your sole focus is on one or two shows a year and that's it. And there's no other cards unless you can travel. And we haven't been able to travel. But, you know, as cool as that is, as much as it's a good a good goal, yes, it's not enough for me. So sure. it, it's not enough. It's about leveling up. So next thing you know, you could, hey, you know what, <laughs> Alex, you could be the next Ashley K. That's just going to be competing everywhere, winning multiple pro shows just because. You know what the goal is? I'm going to put it out on the podcast because this, so th- she did this with her coach and I wanted to ask you, I think was it a um, certain amount of shows, was it three or four back-to-back wins? And she gets his car, so I know, I know your car's pretty <laughs> thick. So I was gonna put it out there in 2022. So, so hold on, what's so like what are you like, what are you asking me? So what what they did is like if she wins three or four pro shows back to back, she gets his car, and um he agreed to it. So this was was it Adam her coach? Like, yeah, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, and um yeah, she did it, and yeah, that was the trade off. But mine would be not not just to qualify because that's not enough. Like it will be top five in the O and yeah, get your car. Only if you agree to it, we've got to sign off. If you, if you get top five in the 2022 Olympia. Yeah. I will buy you a car. <laughs> or just have yours. I, I do like mine too much. I'll buy you, I'll buy you one instead. Okay. If you get top, good. top five. Yeah. Top five in the 2022 Olympia. I'll hundred percent buy your car. Yeah. We'll shake on that. That's Done. scary though. That's scary. Cause I know your potential. <laughs> <laughs> oh i shouldn't that's have, a good one yeah shouldn't i seen have done that, that. that and i was like oh that's definitely a good challenge because that that like is something you can <laughs> you know not just push for like the goal of like bikini competing but like also an, like another goal that yeah now that's honestly that's um that's actually it's funny because it's achievable and it's scary because yeah. it's, it's achievable it's because you know it's achievable yeah <laughs> it's like you know it's hard to do that for sure like in your first rodeo but with your physique i'll look out of all seriousness i'm you know i I compare you you know it could be either either or i compare you to i compare you (laughs) that would be scarier i i I think that you'd be you'd definitely be able to achieve that it's it's interesting because like i compare you and i compare other ladies on the team that anyone that's got a big goal on the team you know I, i what i like to do is i compare where you're at and what I'm looking at the Olympia. So I've looked at the top 10 Olympians quite, quite often enough. Do I think you're, you know, do I think your best physique would land in the top 10 Olympia? Absolutely. I don't even have, that's not even a question to me. I, I know exactly what your physique's capable of. It's just a matter of getting the right look in. Cause I know what your front pose looks like. I know what your rear pose looks like. And I know that you're going to make improvements all the way through to that. So you know, who, who was um, fifth at this Olympia? I've got a brain fart. It was Maureen in fourth. Um, Ash. Can't, no, oh, Ash, no, was Ash was third. 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 Oh. Uh, Daraja. Was it Daraja that in fifth? I think it might have been. I think so. Oh, was it top four that took a photo? Top yeah, no, 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 top six would be photo. Daraja, I mean, placed fifth. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty confident it was. But, she was definitely in the top six, worst case scenario, but that was probably yeah. around there. But do I think that you could fit in the top five? Yeah, I think so. Maureen yeah. just went like flu places and she's got the right physique. So that was, yeah, that was very impressive. Yeah, she's got the, she's got very good balance from the front. Her front pose is very good. 
um, could use a bit more size in the right areas, whereas you've got the size already. And I think that, um, <laughs> lol, what type of car though? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, we can we can yeah Negoti- negotiated yeah yeah that's that's pretty I mean, damn anything, funny anything like yours or above <laughs> are you serious it's gonna make me broke <laughs> <laughs> or just yours but you said you love it so that's do. all i do um i actually yeah. really do it, it's um it is a really nice car and they're actually going up in value now did you know yeah. that yeah, this, yeah. They i've are, seen so I was like, wow, they've um, gone up like 20, 20, 30K in some cases, but at least 20K yeah. since, I've, since I've got it, which is cool. But um, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, not a depreciating asset at all. It's, it's going up, but that'd be pretty, yeah. pretty damn funny. So top five. Okay. Oh, this is going back to, um, let's say, season A pro show, right? Let's just say, for example, that you, that you weren't going to do it, the bikini pro show in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who wins that pro show if you don't do it? And who's doing it? Like everyone or? Yeah. So let's say, well, let's say it's, it's a repeat of everyone that did the season A show this year, except obviously Mel's retired now. So Mel's not doing it. So let's say it's the whole same, the same lineup plus whoever wins their pro card. So if you're saying, um, if you're saying Taylor wins a pro card, add Taylor into that pro show um, and everyone in there, who, who wins do you think potentially? Taylor. You reckon? Is there everyone coming? Is everyone coming? I don't know. I'm or? just saying like, this is like, what this is, yeah. honestly, it's a hypothetical situation. Yeah. It could, yeah. So you're locking that in? Oh, you know yeah, what? Actually, it's a tough te- one, you know? and actually yeah. Nicole Tan's competing as well because she wasn't competing. Um, she didn't obviously do this show with you, but Nicole's yeah, yeah. competing as well. Nicole Tan. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. She's you're, up there. Yeah. But like, Locking in Taylor for, for myself, yeah. Lock it in, okay. Well, all right, well, there you go. So, Taylor, if you're listening, it's time to level up and go Alex mode. True, it's the only way True. to do it. What else is there? Is, oh, what I want to ask you actually is how, how's your business going? Yeah, amazing. Definitely. I think some of your athletes, man, I'm like, they've got little, they've got mini, mini Alex blue with some of your competitors. You, yeah, you're you're definitely sure. you're teaching them the next generation of bikini gangsters. I was like, shit, like small waist gang and and pretty damn good glutes. So what's going on yeah. there? You've the got the some- encouragement is there for to do IFBB. I would really would love for them to do actual IFBB and just see where they sit at. So because that's the best federation, I do believe. That's why I compete with the IFBB as well. So yeah. If you want to get up there and you actually enjoy bodybuilding for what it is and competing, I do believe you have to compete with the IFBB. Yeah, I I I think so too. There's um there's definitely levels to the game, and IFB is a fun game to play if you're ready to compete, right? You got to be ready to compete in the IFB. I was, I was having a conversation. I went to uh, ICN show um last week, and I was I was chatting to you know a coach backstage, and I just we're talking about like the competitiveness of the IFBB versus like ICN and even other federations. IFB yeah. is another it's another level. Like you've got to be ready to step up and ready to to take it to that next level. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to do well. So the mindset, the dedication, the discipline that's required to go to the IFBB, if you really want to do well, if you take the sport seriously and you also want to have a good business, you know, the IFBB, competing in the IFBB will give you the discipline that you need for your business to be successful because, you know, is it scary, for example, like what I want to say to the listeners is, it, is it scarier to compete in the IFBB or ICN? Like what, what's going to push you more? Probably 
you entering an IFB contest because you know that you can't play games. You have to get a good posing coach. You have to train hard in the gym. There is no slacking on the diet. You've got to go to that next level. And a win is not guaranteed. A win is not guaranteed even with all that effort. So that's scary. So what I say to the up and comers is if your long-term goal is to compete in IFBB, don't compete in another federation. Just build the physique that's required for IFBB and compete in that when you're ready. What are are your thoughts on that one? I definitely agree, yeah. And also if you're average looking you can always push to be your best but if you're average looking yeah you won't even be looked at so definitely you got to push very hard to even you know like make top call outs yeah because it's very like especially amateurs these days it's it's very competitive it, it really is have you got anyone competing season a or season b um not not an ibb at this stage yeah yeah they're all in the off season growing yeah but i, I have seen some killers on your team though i look at their structure and i thought wow like you probably see what i see and I'm yeah, like, all they need sure. is, is there's a few good ones that's like, they just need a bit more time um, that I've seen you post, you know, the small waist gang. <laughs> yeah. You know, the they, all, all, they all love, love um, the, you know, the vacuums and planks and things like that. So it's good. You can tell. I can tell that you're, you're honestly replicating, you know, your physique onto theirs. And I can see where they're going with it. And it's going to be the new competitors that are coming up in Australia are going to be very impressive. That's why I said like, once the blueprint is there for Australians to go to the Olympia and multiple Australians, these young competitors that haven't competed yet are automatically going to go, that's possible. And it's going to help them get there. Whereas right now, everyone's like, oh, you know, we haven't had a bikini pro to Olympia. Is it possible? Like some people are like, yeah, it's possible, but is it really possible for someone that's starting, you know, that hasn't competed yet? They're like, oh, no Australians have made it. As soon as we start going, the young competitors are going to get a next, you know, their mindset and their beliefs going to go up because they're going to say, hold, hold on a second. It is achievable because Alex has been or Nay's been or whoever, whoever else, you know, that has qualified. I do think Nay's going to qualify for Olympia for sure, by for the sure. way. I think, sure. um, I think she's a shoe in, to be honest. I think hundred percent. If she, if, if Nay doesn't yeah. qualify for Olympia and doesn't win a show I next year, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you get to- <laughs> no, nah, because then you guys will be in cahoots. Next thing you know, she's not competing. I would almost, I would almost bet, I would almost bet a car. I would almost bet a car against someone. If someone said to me, "Nay's not going to make the Olympia," I'll go. I'll take that bet. Let's bet a car, bro. That's yeah. how confident I am. She's going to be at the Olympia. Yeah, for sure. You know, would you take that bet? Yeah. True. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure, yeah. I reckon, I think she's, um, she definitely has all, all the tools and has what it takes. And the mindset, like for someone to push, like for the condition she's in off season in prep is like, yeah, that's, you got, you got to like another competitor that's been there. Like you got to understand that that's not just because of genetics or anything. That's because you can push past when it does get tough. You can, I can see it. You can just see it in photos that like when it does get tough, she doesn't take the foot off the pedal. She actually pushes past that. That's why she's where she's and looks like the way she looks. Don't be get don't bet against Alex and don't bet against Nay. That's for sure. Um, well, we'll wrap this up. Thank you for for coming on, Alex. I know a lot of people have been waiting for this and are going to get a lot of value out of this episode. Is there anything else that you want to say? Maybe the last few words to anyone that might be listening that is looking for that inspiration. Okay, if you're competing in season eight, it might be stacked, but there's no reason why you can't win. So as long as you believe it every day, work towards it, get on there on the day and take what's yours. Boom. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on, Alex. And guys, 
any questions, send me a DM. Thank you for listening and peace.